Hello there, and welcome to episode 48 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and with me as always is your other host, my son, Colin. Yo, what's up? What's up is chapter four of the book of Boba Fett, Gathering Storm. That's what's up. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Do you like how we're just like, no table talk anymore? It's just like straight (laughs) to the business. I, I don't got time for the table talk. Uh, we don't have time for the table talk, yeah. I know. Oh, but there are two... It's not really table talk, but it's Star Wars talk. Okay. A couple of things I want to cool. point oh, out. I, oh, oh, I have a couple of things. I have things. That Star Wars say. related things? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Now go ahead, though. You first. Um, I want to call everyone's attention to... At join... The Schwartz. Okay. <laughs> on 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 Twitter. What is and that? It's not it's not Schwartz, it's Schwarz. Oh. S C H W A R Z. Okay. What is that? Um this individual is crazy okay. and has Oh, it's the map dude. Has oh, yeah. made a map of the entire known Star Wars galaxy, like an actual map. That's goaded. Uh, yeah, I stared at it for like a half an hour. How it's long? really, it, really cool. Do we know how long that person worked on it? I do not know. I just know he's oh, man. been constantly updating it, I guess. And so it's been updated recently and it is a thing of beauty. That's it's, really cool. Because I've, I've always said I'm bad at geography and I'm just as bad as fake space geography. So... Really, really helps me to actually see, oh, that is where the Unknown Regions actually is in relation to, like, the core worlds and stuff like that. Yeah, that's actually So, cool. yeah, it really is cool. That's like that class, that's like that classic nerddom. Like, oh, yeah. That's as classic as it gets. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I'm that's cool. a big fan of this map. Um, and the other little, there's actually two more little tidbits. Okay. Um, our friend Brandon Boylan oh, over yeah, at Clashing I'm, Sabers Network. We haven't seen him in a minute. Has cracked the code. Okay. What is that? He has is... cracked the code okay. of the weird light halo on the floor in the mayor's oh. throne room. Oh, was that? Okay. I thought that wasn't him. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's solid. Solid. Because, you know, I've I've been fixated on this. Yeah. Because it is such a very deliberate design choice. Yeah. And yeah, it's beautiful. Like, just visually very pretty to see. But also, why? Yeah, yeah. Because it gives the impression of, like, a, a religious halo. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah. It's out of place. It's, it's really out of place. It is kind of weird. It of, in a potential villain's, you know throne room what for yeah and then remember how we were talking about that throne room and i was like there's these odd deco touches in this office or in this throne room yeah which is fine like it looks cool but also weird because the rest of the throne room and office is more um what were you saying like roman style ancient looking you know yeah sure and deco is very modern obviously um 
Okay, so the halo on the floor and the U-shaped throne, which is to me looks very deco. Yeah. <sighs> He's connected the dots. But, and I don't know how I didn't because I'm an idiot, I guess. Yeah, come on, you fool. I am a fool. They look like, or they give the impression of the Crimson Dawn insignia. So Kira's necklace that she wears in Solo. Yeah, yeah. And just that's what their insignia looks like. It's like a half circle. I thought you knew that. Design. Oh, I do know that. That's why I'm saying. How did I not connect these dots? Oh, okay. so dumb. <laughs> because we've even been saying, oh, yeah, Kira's going to end up being like the big boss here for sure. Yeah. Crimson Dawn's definitely working the puppet strings. Mm. I, I, I did not connect the dots because I, I have no excuse. Old age. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Brandon pointed this out and I was like, dude, <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> You're losing your touch. I am losing my touch. No, just Because that's got to be what it is. It's got to be. And if it's not that, then I'm back to being baffled by these two design choices that are very aesthetically pretty. And maybe, maybe that's all they're up. Maybe that's all they are. Yeah, but, uh, that's possible. But knowing... Like, look at this show and how many Easter eggs and how many... Yeah. Everything's very Easter eggy. So, yeah, I feel like that's what it means. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, and third little tidbit, um, this particular episode of the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 4, The Gathering Storm, directed by a newcomer mm, yes. to the stable. Yes. Um. Kevin, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. Kevin Tancheron. Sorry if I'm butchering that. Okay. Um, immediately recognize that last name. Okay. Because I'm, because I'm, the, these dots I somehow connected in my brain. I'm like assuming obvious. It's, <laughs> does it have to do with Lost? It does not. Okay. Um. Uh, it has to do with kind of Buffy pedigree, oh. I guess. Uh, so that last name rem- immediately reminded me of Marissa Tancheron, who I know as a writer, and she's done some Marvel stuff too. Oh, cool. But um, she was actually in Doctor Horrible as a, as like an oh, extra yeah, person. Yeah, that's awesome. She is married to, um, I'm going to forget his first name. It's a Whedon. It's not Joss Whedon. It's Joss Whedon's brother. Okay. So. Ross Whedon? (laughs) Yeah, it's Ross. (laughs) It's something like Jed or Jet or. Okay, anyway. I sound like um, what's her face on what we do in the shadows. Jeps, Jets, Jess, Jif. Yeah, I don't remember his first name. But anyway, that's his pedigree. That name rang a bell immediately. I was like, oh boy, I bet there, there's some sort of tie in here to that family. And indeed, that is Marissa is his sister. So, not that that's pretty care. cool. Not that you care. No, I mean, and we don't. Do people- we don't. We don't talk about Joss anymore. Do like, people know? Oh, yeah, true. Do people know about Dr. Horrible? Like, I feel like you obviously do, and you you love that, but is that, like, a thing that people love? It is a thing that people love, even though it's it's 
we have so many examples now of having to separate creations from creator because the creator turns out to be absolute trash. So, um, but I have decided that the Buffy verse is much too important to just throw in the trash. Plus, oh yeah, he's one guy that worked on that stuff, and I always feel like, you know what? If I was an actor, or if I was a grip, or if I was a caterer, or if I was a writer on some project where the you know the showrunner or director or whatever turned out to be trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not fair. That's not fair to the other hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people that worked on his projects. So, and Buffy's just iconic and classic. And honestly, I'll never hate it. Like, there's no way I can ever hate it. And Dr. Horrible is great. I mean, it's just I mean, it's legendary. It's definitely legendary. Yeah, if you never... I'm not saying we want to put any more money into that man's pocket, but if you can get like a bootleg or something (laughs) of Dr. Horrible, it's definitely worth your time, especially if you like musicals. But all right. So those are my tidbits. Do you have tidbits? Yeah. So um, I have decided, actually, I might have mentioned this in the last one. I can't remember how recently I decided this, but I have decided that I'm definitely going to do the Battle of Hoth as my capstone project ballsy which i will discuss to the people which ballsy. is basically um a capstone pro the capstone project and also i'm trying to like talk normally so i don't clip so if it sounds like i'm whispering i hope i'm not but granted i'm probably not whispering because i normally yell when i talk correct so <laughs> correct you're um, loud as hell it feels like i'm being very hesitant which is really weird um but the capstone project is Essentially, the if there was a thesis for an undergraduate, that's what it is at DePaul. It's like your final. It's the final thing you do to get your degree, basically. In sound recording technology, specifically. Oh, I'm gonna get to that, but yeah, like in the sound recording technology school, every school has a capstone. But the yeah, I don't know if you even knew that. Yeah, every every school. I do. At DePaul, okay. Uh, but the capstone for SRT is that you have to take a scene from a movie and you sometimes it can be a scene that's stitched together from a few edits too i found out um i actually just helped a a fellow uh srt peer of mine who is justin tombs who's the guy who helped record the music for this podcast big reps um he was doing back to the future and i was doc brown so that was kind of fun um and i did a pretty good job I will, I will say. But, I'm going to need to see that when it's finished. But. Oh, yeah, dude. I had to do, like, that whole line where he's, like, where he's yelling at him in the way. I, I yell the whole time. Like, because. <laughs> good casting, then. That's. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyway, um, relating to Star Wars, yeah, I want to do the Battle of Hoth. And the project is that you have to extract all of the sound. So you have to take out the music, you have to take out the dialogue, and you have to take out the sound effects, which normally are the three types of sound that can be compressed sorry about the ambulance in the background but the and then you have to redo all of it yourself so you have to go out and record or you can use sampled sounds but like it's star wars you can't do that so i'm gonna go out you know and do field recordings i've already been thinking about it and you know doing obviously the battle of hoth has a lot of ships i i realize that there are four 
types of sounds in that scene. There's the dialogue, but there's very little of it, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, The walker sounds, the music, it's actually five, the ships, and the blasters. Those are the five types of sounds, right? And there's a lot of each, minus the dialogue. There's not that much. Um, But, yeah, so you have to do that. You have to write the music, and you have to do the dialogue recording, which is its own little thing. So, like... It's go time, baby. <laughs> and and on top of that. I personally think you're out of your mind. <laughs> and on top of that, I'm going to try to, I'm going to write the score probably first. And then I'm going to try and get, I'm going to try to get the orchestra at DePaul to record it live because like it needs to be live. So like, we're going to try. But that is a dream come true if that actually works out. But the rest of it is, that's the goal. So it's kind of cool. Um, exciting, exciting times. It 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 feels full circle. You know, it's kind of cool. It feels full I, circle. I I get it, but also, what are you doing, <laughs> <laughs> dude? I've already got ideas. I've got good ideas. I understand, but like, there's this garbage truck that always comes to my apartment like at four o'clock, and every single time I try to go to sleep, it's it's ridiculous. It doesn't matter what hour I try to go to sleep, but every time I lie down, the garbage truck right outside my apartment pulls up. <laughs> So I've been thinking about like the biggest concern of mine, honestly, it's not the ships because you could just do that with white noise and you could just pitch it and add like filtering and stuff. The blasters like choose a sound of like hitting a metal bar or whatever. Like I'll figure it out. But I've been worried about the walker sounds because those are so iconic. So like I realize I'm like what I'm totally going to do is I'm going to take my field recording microphone. I'm going to go out there at like 4 a.m. when the garbage truck guy pulls up and I'm going to be like, yo, push every button, do everything. So I can just like record all the clunking sounds because it does sound like a giant like metal thing shutting when it closes its door and stuff. So like could be perfect, man. Could okay. be perfect. Okay. Um, but anyway, that's one thing. So that's kind of exciting. I just remember that when you started this program yeah and you have because you've been thinking about what can i do for my capstone basically for three years yeah the number one was like i can't do star wars (laughs) i can't do star wars i'd be stupid to try to do star wars and i'm but i would also be stupid not to though like that's just hard it's hard (laughs) it's gonna be i mean all right is it really though I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm just reminding you of your own words, how you thought that that would be the dumbest idea ever (laughs) to try to redo Star Wars. But I also think it's a smart idea because of the fact that, number one, I've already written music in the Star Wars canon, music for the Star Wars canon. I don't even think the music is going to be that hard hard for you. No, it's, well, well, for a lot of people, that would be the blasphemous part, but I don't think it's going to be that hard for you because you... That's you can write that stuff. Yeah, it's ingrained I, I, in your DNA at this point. Like you I can just, write that style easily. I just need to write a rebel theme. I need to write a, a Luke theme. It doesn't really really need to be the Force theme. And I need to write an Empire theme. That's pretty much it. So I only need three. And mm, maybe that all. Maybe like a <laughs> little bit of a Darth Vader theme because when he pops up on the hologram, you know, in the Walker, I might need to do something there. But, like, yeah, I know the score, like, the back of my hand. I've already started studying the orchestration, so, like, figuring out, like, what, like, all that bump, 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 you know what I mean? Like, the driving mm-hmm. stuff and the low brass. Like, I know I need low brass to do that kind of thing. And I've actually been thinking about doing, 
because the whole thing is basically in four. Like, it's like driving and in four. It's, it feels very in four. But I've been thinking about music from Game of Thrones, actually, which is really weird. Like, there's a lot of five, four, like, chromatic dropping music in it that sounds, like, very suspenseful. Um, mm. Like, for example, kill, uh, kill Them Crows or whatever. Let's Kill Some Crows, I think. That's what the cue's called. It's, it's like in 5-4, and it's really, really heavy, and like it drops chromatically, and it's dramatic. So I think I'm going to do something like that. But anyway, I don't need to talk about it much longer. Um, okay. But my, right. my idea is the whole scene is going to – it's going to start from the scene where the, where the snow speeders are lifting off. That's where it's going to start. You know what I'm talking about. Right before mm-hmm. you see the walkers in their full form. And yeah. then all of that up until the walker – up until the walker – is taken out with the um, uh, cables, right? Okay. So doing it, up, doing it up to that, and then I'm going to cut, because I'm not going to do any of the stuff inside the base. Um, if you remember, he's like, we can't protect two transports at the same time or something, evacuate remaining ground staff and stuff like that. Um, it's going to cut from the walker falling to back to the battle where it returns, and then it's going to end... With the snow speeder getting stomped on by the walker, and that's where it's going to end. How long is that? It's about six minutes. Oh, or five okay. minutes. Do you have a time? Like you have to do a certain amount of time. Every capstone that I've seen is about five to six minutes or less than five. Honestly, okay. so it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, no, it's it's gonna be, dude. I've, I've to be kind continued. Of, I'm kind of bored for it. I'm just saying, I'm kind of bored for it. Um. The sound, obviously, being the hardest part. But I've actually been thinking about being a little weird with the dialogue. Not weird. It shouldn't be considered weird. But I do believe that in making the decision I'm about to explain, that perhaps the professor who will be grading this will not be a fan of the idea. But I don't think I'm going to tell him. But basically what I want to do is that was the other That was the other reason you thought this was a terrible idea three years ago, because your professor is a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Yeah. When you met him, he was wearing a stormtrooper tie. Yeah. So, but this this is kind of unrelated. <laughs> this is kind of unrelated. Um, the fact that all the dude, all the dialogue in that, I mean, in the whole movie almost is delivered by white dudes, and I just kind of don't want to record a bunch of white dudes. Not gonna lie, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. So I'm considering just like going to a bunch of my, like women friends and trans friends and like african-american asian friends and like telling them to come in and do it just because like it would be interesting and it, it should would be, be done cool of you. it should I be done th- i would enjoy that yeah um that'd be a cool thing to do but the reason i'm saying oh clipped a little bit the reason i'm saying is because i i don't ta- uh he he's very traditional this guy so i don't know if It'll be suitable. I, I'll probably have to run it by him at some point. But anyway, that's one thing. That was a long description of what's going on. But it is exciting. It's an exciting time. And I'm also in the middle of my composition capstone. So it's kind of cool that I'm doing... And that I can't write like a Star Wars score for it. I'm, I have very specific instrumentation. It, it kind of has to be pretty modern. So it's kind of cool that I'm doing a final project that is modern. And I'm also doing a final project that suits like my own personal... My roots. You know what I mean? So that cool. is cool too, because it's both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, pretty much. At least that's how they that's how they pose it as being both sides of the spectrum. But you know, you know my opinions. But anyway, um, there's that. Second thing is uh, my girlfriend Hallie. 
she is in the Disney program, college Disney program right now, and she got she gets to work at Galaxy's Edge, which is pretty hype. <laughs> That's pretty oh, we're, cool. We're officially calling girlfriend now. Yeah. It's girlfriend title. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. we've been using that, and before you were like, yeah, yeah. All no, right. I, no, it's it's official. I mean, after <laughs> after she told me about Galaxy's Edge, I'm like, okay. And she moved. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I think, I think we, have to, we have to take that step forward, you know what I'm I saying? mean, she's officially a resident of Batu, so dude. no I but mean, then dude has to be so, a girlfriend it's so funny though dude because she doesn't know that much she doesn't know that much so i'm like okay here's what's gonna happen oh no you're like, <laughs> giving her all this information no, i'm like probably. if you are working at Batu, you need to know stuff like you can't just walk in there acting like it's a disney park like no you need to walk in <laughs> with the full knowledge of Ooh, the whoops. context Clipping. of the context you know what I mean? Yes. So, so we we've figured out a way how before her first shift, like we're gonna watch all of the movies. We've already watched episode four. Before her first shift, I thought she started. Uh no. So she she has like a whole orientation. It's it's very extensive. Oh, she has it's to take a separate orientation. She has that to take a sense. class. She has to take a class on <sighs> Star Wars, dude. Why is this my I? Oh. Yeah, I know, dude. I know. It's I know. like I that. Feel. It's like that thing on tiktok what does it feel like to be living my dreams <laughs> yeah. yeah dude yeah so uh it's kind of cool yeah she's, she has to take a she's already gotten her name tag with her name and then it's an uh arbesh so oh, it's very icon very surreal to be like living through that <laughs> um yeah you need to make her aware that i'm gonna be there soon i know i told her that we're both gonna be there like oh, all of well us no not there. you i'm i'm gonna be there and in a couple of weeks so what yeah thanks for reading my text I oh yeah you're this. going with that you're going with that yeah yeah, yeah yeah i do that i do that yeah so oh yeah i should tell her that jeez what am i doing we're pretty flexible on what day we go to batu so she'll have to let us know her schedule so we can make sure we pop in and yeah her her entire like because when you get when you get placed into a um when you when you get into the disney program and you're going to be working in florida in the parks um, you normally get given kind of like a general zone and then you work around those multiple, that zone within whatever's in that zone. So she's working merchandising, which is what she really wanted to do, which is cool. And she is working at the stores. And interestingly enough, she showed me her schedule. Okay. A little behind the scenes, potentially a little behind the scenes, but there's a place called Oga's. It's not Cantina. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's called like Oga's sanctuary or something no there's something else dude there's something else called ogas whatever i don't remember what it's called but another ogas related thing Hmm. and it's a store which is interesting well no there's a store doc ondor's store it's that's not what it's called it's called ogas something i'll look it up i'll have to i'll have to look into it anyway we're we gotta go it's 23 minutes no, 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 no! I'm not done, though. Not done. Oh, I thought you were done. No, um, so yeah, if you're if you're there when you're there, just definitely like look around the stores. You'll probably be there somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we have to watch all the movies. I already told her we have to watch all the movies. I'm not gonna talk. Just like you have to experience it. Sure, you're not. I didn't talk. talk. We watched episode four. Uh, we have to watch. We're watching episode five today, which is like hype. Um, 
she's seen them though right she has seen them them. she has seen them but it has been a while and she's told me that her family was kind of against star wars growing one of those you know what i mean kind of bogus but can't relate um, not against spongebob though she's a huge fan of spongebob (laughs) yeah um oh lord what else i think i feel like there was something but yeah and she's been joking about how like she's gonna get a mug with the unknown regions logo on it and whenever she's in like a a special like executive meeting she's gonna be like oh you haven't heard of this you haven't heard of this (laughs) amazing pago oh no dude you know i don't like to be on people's radar dude i'm I'm, I was I'm, I was kind of joking around with her, but I'm kind of like, listen, if there's <laughs> if there was ever a chance that someone important in Disney or Lucasfilm could hear this podcast, or at least most importantly, the music of this podcast, <laughs> most importantly, that that it's yeah, possible. I could I could say that that would be pretty cool if somebody heard the music and was like, hey, yo. That's yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But and and also just just final note, uh, it's just really cool because she was put in an uncomfortable situation in her previous position in the Disney program, and basically what ended up happening, just for the people out there who don't know, I no, I'm not gonna say anything about it. Um, no, what the heck? But definitely, the, the crazy coincidence being that I had just watched the Mandalorian episode of Boba Fett, so this is a segue. Into the episode before the episode we're talking about. I was gonna say, it's sorry, not, it's not a segue to this After, one. <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad. This is we're from the future. Um, basically, <laughs> like from the future. I had just watched the newest episode, and I was kind of going through an emotional moment because it was, I don't know, it was emotional, and literally during that episode, she calls me and tells me she gets into Galaxy's Edge, which is. So weirdly coincidental. <laughs> it's really weird. It's it still freaks me out a little bit. But um, anyway, I thought I would mention that because that is a big deal. Like that was funny. That that huge the deal. timing was interesting. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we can get we can move on. Okay, now that we're leaving the future, we're going back in the past now. <laughs> okay. We're going back to chapter four. Okay. Um. Okay, so it starts out with. Boba Fett roaming the desert again in a flashback. Yep. With cla- uh, classic classic device at this point. Uh, Almost true. overused device, perhaps. I think it's over, though. I think okay, we're done yeah, with that. Yeah, probably. Um, and he's basically ca- uh, casing the palace. At this point, Bib Fortuna's palace. Um, because up in there is something that he wants back. Mm-hmm. The ship. The ship. The ship. Yeah. His ship. Uh, and and um, as he's doing this, he's like, oh, I can't do this right now. There's like a hell of a lot of guards running around. Um, he sees like a light off in the distance. Yeah. Like a, like a glimmering star in the sky. Yep. Like a North Star lighting his way okay. to someone. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so he goes out there, and this is when we have, like, the crossover moment from The Mandalorian where he finds Fennec Shand, basically left for dead uh, in the desert. And he decides in that moment that he's going to save her life. 
Yeah. Uh, which is a nice moment just because, you know, in The Mandalorian, we didn't even know it was him to begin with. But even once we did find out it was him, we were kind of like, why? Yeah, right. Yeah. Why would he do that? But that now knowing sense, though, because of family and stuff. Knowing the Boba Fett we know now, yeah, yeah, he felt like, well, pay it forward. Somebody saved my ass, so I'm gonna save yours. So what does he do? He slaps her on the back of his bantha. <laughs> yeah. And he goes to a mod parlor. Yeah. Oh, is that what the people are calling it? That's what the people are calling it. That's uh, good. Name. That's a good name. Solid name. Well, you know, kind of like a tattoo parlor, but. Well, yeah, I in mean, Star Wars, it's a, it's a, you know, replace your body parts with, yeah, mechanics parlor. <laughs> yeah, the whole concept of which I think we talked about this before. We last did time. Um, because but, we had, that was that was the newest that was the episode we saw after the one we were podcasting on. Yeah, yeah. see, <laughs> that's why we need to keep up because this gets way confusing when we don't keep up. It's not that confusing. It's that confusing to me because I'm senile. We've established this. Okay. It was hard for me to even like go back to this episode because, holy cow! Anyway. Also, just to make sure you're, you're recording, right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> oh my god! Just making sure because not... you never said you didn't ask me a single question about setting up, so I was a little worried. But... Well, hopefully it's okay. Okay. I see little squigglies when I talk. That's all that it needs to happen, right? It's red, right? It is red. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, there is a little just heart. Sure. There is a little heart shape. On a moving line, and my squigglies appear when I talk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Technical jargon, I know. Yeah. Anyway, the most important thing about this scene is that he carries her bridal style into the mod parlor. Kylo carrying Ray, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. bridal carry, the whole bridal carry thing. My radar went up. Oh, bridal carry, everybody, look alive. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have this whole mod theme going on. You know, like Anakin Grievous, but not. Oh, yeah. But actually, oh, yeah. we are using these things. We are For using good. this tech by <gasps> by choice. Oh, like, man. yeah. What? My laptop is on fire right now. Oh. Well, that happens to mine sometimes, too. Oh, my God goodness oh see you're using I'm like burning a new, my hand you're using a new app i mean it, doesn't, have it shouldn't have anything to do with that it's doing the same thing it always does but i bet it's a new app anywho shush oh my god it is really warm though i'm kind of nervous about it oh it's because i'm facetiming you and recording that's probably why all right well facetiming mine's, mine's warm but it's not like hot okay stay mine's focused normal. stay focused stop getting distracted you distract me. <laughs> okay. okay, so, yeah, it's, it's, this whole scene, like, all the mod people outside, they take so much time to show all those people and all their crazy looks and robot eyes and, what, what, speak. Uh, Colin accidentally stopped recording, but I'm going to keep talking. The, um, they take a lot of time. They linger on these people. It's very weird, but cool. Also, it's just a new Star Wars-y thing, which I appreciate. 
The parlor thing? And the, yeah. And the music being, like, so... It is cool, yeah. Girl with the dragon tattoo, prodigy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, that's true. Techno, ni- like, 90s, specifically. I don't know. What does it feel like? To me, it felt like, I was like, why are we watching the girl with the dragon tattoo right now? It's I guess that's very it. weird. But no, like, I, I recall there is something where, like, there is, like, a montage of some dude getting his body parts replaced by robotic parts, and there's, like, this intense electronic music during it. I I know I've seen that before. I mean, yeah, there's probably lots of... that's It's hitting a lot of cultural references that like, like I'm we've hear, seen before. Like, I'm hearing music that's going, like, you know yeah. what I'm <laughs> I know I've seen that before. But techno. Yeah. Yeah. It just reminded me a lot of Prodigy, the 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 band Prodigy. Oh no! It reminded me of Nine Inch Nails a little bit. That too. Like same same type of era. Like that's probably the closest we're gonna get to Five Inch Nails music being in Star Wars. It's probably. You mean Nine Inch? I'm sorry. Yes, Nine Inch. Five Inch. Five Finger Death Punch. I always think Five Finger Death Punch (laughs) every time. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Okay, so there's a really cool guy in there who's basically like you need an appointment <laughs> yeah <laughs> and both had like nah she's gonna die you need to do something like immediately here's a sack of money he's like oh okay you should have said that um so we see her getting her new abdomen basically uh i don't know this this really made me feel weird it was like it's kind of weird just because there's so much wombness, mm. there's a lot of wombiness. But she in gets her show. womb taken out. Possibly allegedly, like it's kind of hard to tell how far down the mechanics go, how how much they took out. But it's close. If it's not totally I mean, replaced, it's close. Yeah, it feels kind of weird because I don't know. Is this point? Maybe this is the point you're getting to. Um, it feels kind of weird because you would think that that experience would be very traumatic. <laughs> well, when she like, wakes up, she is ve- uh, definitely upset. Like, yeah. She's like, what did you do to me? Yeah, but... And alarmed. But I, sure. fe- I feel like her character is yeah. not any different at this point from the character she was before. Like, she just feels very similar and the same, frankly, I, I might say. I mean, not to say that every woman in the fictional or non-fictional universe has to be upset oh, okay. by no, the thought no, of not being able to have a child. But I also feel like... No, but like, I'm just talking about, like, you wake up and all of a sudden you're, like, half man, half robot, like, well, half yeah. woman, half robot. Like, that's... <laughs> like, that would follow you around. You know what I mean? That would follow you around. It would, but I'm also saying it's especially... Uh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, a little weird that she's a woman, and it's especially even weirder because we know that a woman did not write this. Yeah, that's true. So I'm just kind of like, hmm. <laughs> if you're gonna make a hmm. womb be and birth and rebirth be a major theme in your show, and then you just kind of like replace her abdomen. Maybe should have addressed that a little bit. Maybe. 
it made me uncomfortable. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah, okay. That they didn't even address it. Like, she didn't even... I mean, of course, like, I guess I didn't notice mention that. Mention it. But I have always felt weird about that. Like, it's always just felt like there's not enough attention being paid to that. <laughs> Which I guess, like, we did get a scene now. Like, we have a full scene of it happening. But... She was quite alarmed we're getting, when she woke we're getting up. A I'm lot glad of, that they had that part. We're getting a lot of... Um, we're getting a lot of airtime of Boba Fett's trauma being worked out. I have a feeling that she's probably at like very traumatized, and if we, it just feels like overall we are not getting that, like her reconciling her own trauma. I guess it just feels like she's I, super. Part of my French, but super badass. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all the time. It's like well, like it feels like it feels like what's happening with her character is what you were afraid of happening to Boba Fett. If you know what I mean. I get it. Yep. And I, it, I and I feel the too. same way, and it's kind of like, I don't know, it's a little, I think it's a little lame, personally, but it seems like it's being glossed over. That's all I'm saying. It does seem like it's being glossed over, but... Um, it is a Boba Fett show, but... It is a Boba Fett show. We have but, explored okay. her in other, in other ways, in like in The Bad Batch, we got a lot of Fennec, didn't really get a lot of her backstory but but it is, i'm sure we'll get it eventually it is a show about boba fett but now in retrospect <laughs> like i'm we just will, saying it's a little sus like that's all I, okay we're from the future sus. we're from the future i i know we're from the future but <laughs> <laughs> i have an explanation for that okay i have an explanation for that okay we'll get to that I in just, the next episode <laughs> in the next episode in the but next I, episode i think we will eventually get Fennec's story it's just that right now we're concentrating on mando stories which yeah fine you know yes okay he's been he's 38 years overdue for his story Wait, you mean so, boba fett okay. right you mean boba fett? Yeah, boba fett you said mando well I said Mandos, Mandalorians. Oh, oh, oh. In, as an aggregate. Okay, okay. Sorry, it's all confusing now. It's all confusing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we don't... Her upper abdomen clearly replaced with machinery. Yeah. And um, I kind of liked the line where Boba Fett said, well, aren't you going to close her up? And the... Oh, yeah, that was cool. The mod artist was like, Nah. Why? Why would you want to <laughs> look at that? It's beautiful machinery. You know, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because all these people clearly wear their mods with pride and yeah. walk around and. Yeah, man. Um. Okay, I have a question though. When she wakes up and she sees him, basically for the first time, Boba Fett, mm-hmm. and says, "Who are you?" Wouldn't she recognize his face? Like, wouldn't she know immediately that he's? A clone of some sort. She knows what they look like, obviously. So mm. that was mm. kind of interesting. That was kind of a moment I felt like they could have done more with. If they could have been, she could have been like, "I recognize your face," but obviously, like from just a know. regular clone. Yeah. Well, do we know if she was even around during the Clone Wars? Yes, she was. Oh yeah, wait, around oh, yeah, with yeah. the Bad Batch. Sorry, that's stupid. Um, she totally knows the clones and what they look like. That's yeah. I mean, I mean, his face is kind of defiled and like. Nah, no, she would have recognized him. Okay, okay. I just I feel like that was a that was a beat plot they could have plot hole played into. It's not a plot hole. It's just a beat they could have picked up on that they really didn't. Okay. 
I would have enjoyed if they had played that up a little bit. Mm. Um, oh, another question that was interesting. When he, when Boba Fett tells her that the, that he tried to help the Tuscans, but he got them massacred by Nikto spe- speed bikers. Yeah. And she, her response is, well, that's unlikely. Yeah. That was weird. No, I... Like, what did that mean? I think... Why is she saying that? I think it probably means that she's had run-ins with them, and they're easy to deal with, and she's like, nah, they're not... (laughs) No way. (laughs) Like, those guys suck. Well, I'm just curious, like, okay... I mean, yeah, a little little offensive. Well, no, is she planting the seed that, yes, in fact, many of them got away, or something like that? Mm. I mean, we know that the warrior's probably out there, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It was a it was a weird little th- almost throwaway line that made me go, huh? Yeah, I, say that? I do recall being like, wait, what? But then just like moving on. Right. But at least um, at least Boba Fett is acknowledging the fact that it is totally his fault. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it was his basically uh, yeah. hubris mm. <laughs> in thinking that he could handle this situation. True. That true. got them killed. Um, but the whole point is he wants her to help him get his ship back. Yeah, right. And we have big controversy now. Big controversy. <laughs> what are we calling this ship? Because oh. they have retired the name. Oh. Slave One. It is over. Oh. We are not calling it that anymore. I was going to mention that earlier. I'm like, wait. Isn't that like, <laughs> and yeah, and he calls it a fire spray gunship. Mm. And a lot of people are like, well, fire spray is just the type of ship it is. Like, yeah. you know, the, the Millennium Falcon is a Corellian blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Model. Uh, okay. But except then I saw Tamora Morrison saying like, yeah, we're not calling it the name, the original name anymore. We're, literally referencing it as the fire spray so now i'm confused i don't know if that is the actual new official name i see i don't know okay i don't know what's going on but i guess we're gonna call it the fire spray okay for practical purposes here all right yeah and i like that like that is what it does yeah oh yeah it's it sprays the fire firefly firefly fire spray i i like that name i think it's cool it is cool that is the name yeah but also like it's just a name. Stop having a fit, people. <laughs> you being dumb. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I really don't care that much, but I really don't either. And and if you don't care, like you, yeah, like I mean, that yeah. is your ship. Yeah, that is your favorite ship of all time. Yeah, that's. If you don't care. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's then true. No, that's true. Who else should care? Like, yeah. No one. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Dang. You know, I was, by the way, going back to the capstone conversation, I was considering doing a scene with the sonic bomb, but I'm like, no. <laughs> that's not. Nah. Nah. That's too that, much. That's just going to remain as untouchable by anyone. That is true hubris. That is real hubris. If you think you can re, if you can make up a sound better, than, like, forget it, dude. Yeah. No. I mean, the goal isn't to make it better. The goal is to make something work in place of okay. something. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess that's true, but still. Yeah. Um, the fa- you're inspired by the garbage truck. Yes. <laughs> as an as a 
as a walker. So my, my t- let's stick with that. My night terrors inspire me. <laughs> um, where was I? Oh yeah. Um, it's so she agrees she's going to help him get the ship back. Uh, and basically, it seems like there's a life debt here mm. because she says, okay, yes, if I help yes. you, my debt is paid. Right. And it seems like Kersantan also owes him a life debt now. <laughs> he's collecting he's, life debts. He's stacking like, up, dog. Like Pokemon cards. Yeah. <laughs> which is good, like, because the squad is solid. At this mm, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and then, okay, he sets his Bantha free. Oh, yeah. That was so cute. That was pretty sad, honestly. Oh, wait, I kind of skipped over the part where he feeds him. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know why. It's just so cute that he's, like, an animal lover. I don't know. No, it's cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> basically, maybe that's that was Filoni's one contribution. He's like, do whatever you want. <laughs> but my man's is going to be an animal lover. And, and Faz is like, okay, whatever you say. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so they, I think they go and they, they're casing the joint once again and getting her opinion on what, what they should do. Oh, yeah, they have that cool surveillance droid. Yeah, very cool surveillance I d- droid. I did like that. <laughs> I did like that. I mean, between the two of them, they have every they're stacked. gadget. They're stacked. Man to man. They are yeah. they are stacked. <laughs> they are OP, as they say. I really love them. And, yeah, I really love them. And with the Mandalorian, dude, I, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, it is kind of ridiculous how it's just becoming the Avengers in Star Wars. Like, the Mandalorians are the best, though. God. They are pretty cool. I'm going to save my absolute okay. freak out yeah, for yeah. when we talk about Chapter 5. Yeah. There is a huge freak out coming. Up, <laughs> okay. Gird your loins, buckle up. Gird your loins. Yeah. Um, oh, she says that she uses an interesting term as he's telling her, basically, um, he says, I'm tired of working for idiots who are going to get me killed. Oh, yeah. And That's a good line. That's good stuff. It's a great line. He says something to the effect twice in this episode. He but, does. He says literally the same thing. <laughs> um. Which is kind of but dumb, but yeah. Keeping with the whole theme of tribe and family and everything, she uses the term gatra, which is interesting. Oh, yes. You want to head a gatra? Yeah. She asks him. And so that's a word from Hindu culture. Oh, yeah. That specifically refers to being able to trace your family and your your clan back to it's like a patrilineal mm. heritage okay so um specifically re- that's specific like in how you know there's the caste system and basically yeah. if you're your gotra is your gotra and you're not really allowed to marry outside of it and yeah there's sure all this whole social structure there but um i found it very interesting that she used that term specifically in reference to him when we're talking about his patrilineal yeah. heritage being Django Fett and you know he has all these clone brothers and you know it's just a, it was a very cool use of a term that That's true just it, it 
it's just evocative of all of that. Mm-hmm. Once again, like they just kind of keep making these nice little understated references to his lineage. Yeah, totally. And his his actual family, like genetic mm. clone family. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay, so this this whole kitchen scene. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> good. That's good. It's it's kind of dumb, but it's. Good. <laughs> but can you get any more Star Wars than that? Really? Uh, like I don't think you can. Honestly, it didn't. I don't fe- think you it can. didn't feel very Star Wars to me. <gasps> to be real with you, but but I'm what? not saying I didn't like it. I did like it. I did like it. It was very different. Actually, I found it to be it feel felt very different. Very. Let's say. Let me rephrase. It felt very prequel trilogy. Well, to okay. Me. Actually, it felt very Rebels to me. Like early Rebels. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Or like goofiness, you know, goofiness yeah. abounding. I just thought about the um, the scene in the um, the factory where sure, yeah, you know, three PO gets his head replaced. Oh yeah, okay. And it's very slapsticky and it's very like corny humor wise. That it really, really reminded me of that. Okay. But um, yeah, there's that little bulbous droid dude. Oh, the leptroid rat catcher? Bro. <laughs> Think of that. Okay, first of all, that phrase in, in and of itself. Iconic. The leptroid rat catcher. That's like, good what, stuff. That's kind of like, uh, what were we calling the, the lizard that went up? The nose lizard. The hallucinogenic nose lizard. Yeah, like, seriously. What, what is this show even? I don't even know. No, but the, I, I hate that kind. I hate that droid. I hate that kind of droid. I love those droids. No, they're evil. so cute. They're actually evil, though. They literally... I know, but they're cute. There is a leptroid who almost single-handedly killed <laughs> Captain Rex, Ahsoka, Anakin, and Obi-Wan <laughs> all at once. <laughs> like, those things are capable, dude. They have capabilities that are beyond well, this the one, understanding. This one was a wimp. Yeah, oh yeah, this one, yeah. This one. For sure. Um, and the General Gravis chef droid. Yes. I yes. laughed so hard so when good. he like so good. He's just like threw out his arm. <laughs> no, that was cool. When he opened up his arms and he had instead of lightsabers, he has like cleavers and kitchen utensils. That was dope. That was dope. <laughs> so funny. How did you not laugh at that? Was I was so funny. I was very reminded of uh, Tim Burton by that droid. Like in uh, oh, like yeah. do you remember that? Do you remember the end near the end scene of uh, spoiler alert near the end scene of the Nightmare Before Christmas when when Jack is down in the Oogie Boogie's lair and there, 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 there are those cards that, like, mm-hmm. have the spinning knives and stuff and he's, like, slithering yeah. through the stuff. There's, like, a really cool shot where he's, like, slithering through and stuff. Like, that's that reminded me of that. But And it was, was kind of stop I believe it was, was stop motion. Pretty sure it, it was looked stop. like it. It looked like it, for sure. It, but, you know what it um, looked like? It looked visually and felt like when IG-11 was first on the screen like that and like the mm. weird it's like clunky and like stuff yeah. yeah yeah it did which by the way makes it even more genius that it's done with droids because like it does enhance their clunkiness Mm-hmm. it's cool it's cool it was it i just i did like that, that whole droid. scene to me that was, was hilarious dope. it was like um ratatouille i literally thought the same thing bro <laughs> i was literally gonna say the same thing so ratatouille to me yeah too him i mean i don't know i don't know where they're coming up with these ideas it's seriously so weird like they're coming up with some of the weirdest they're doing whatever they want stuff 
Which, which, I if guess. you really think about the origins of Boba Fett, like, being the Christmas special, like, it is goofy, dude. It, it is, is goofy. goofy. Yeah. And when he grabs the left droid by the neck, it's like, I am Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then he turns himself off. Yeah. And then Fennec is like, can we go now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do you have this vendetta against this po- droid? Let's, we have stuff to do. Let's go. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, that was all fun. Good times. Okay, then they finally find the fire spray. And the look on his face when he sees his baby. Oh, it was good. True. It was good. True. That whole, what do you think of that whole scene where they, they're beating the crap out of it? No, that was dope. I was, I was like, okay, this is shades of. Han Solo messing up the Millennium Falcon and Lando going. <laughs> that's no, that's why. Except, except, except we're you. Lando going. Go, go on, you that's it. you. That's you. Yeah. No, I thought it was actually pretty cool how they handled that scene. I, I, I guess like. To be honest with you, I did not expect the return of that ship being so like involved. I thought it was honestly going to be, and maybe I'm foolish in thinking this. I thought he was literally just going to find it. Kind of like how the Millennium Falcon came back in the sequel trilogy. Like, it was going to be one of those moments, you know? But, like... Yeah, that's true. They could have done that. But the fact that it was, like, the main plot point of the episode... Honestly, it felt a little dramatized. <laughs> but, like, it was definitely... It was cool when it, when he was, like, struggling to get it out of there. And Fennec was, like, jumping around in the back and doing stuff. That was cool. That was... It was a good, it was a good excuse for a action sequence. It was. That's oh, for sure. Yeah, it was, it was, like, the equivalent of... Um, Actually, yeah, in comparing it to the Millennium Falcon, that's totally what it is. Um, the Falcon getting out of most Eisley, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, getting, like being shot up from the back and, like, them trying to start it up and stuff like that. It's always fun to watch Finnick take out a bunch of losers, too. Yeah, true. It's a good time. And, oh, there was a really good shot, too, when she, well, she shoots... No pun intended. The little target. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> she hits that little target that opens oh, yeah. the uh, the gate, and then the you see the um, the door of the well, the ramp of the fire spray like close on her image. That's true. That's true. And she's just looking like yeah, she's like I'm I'm a freaking <laughs> boss, and don't forget it. Yeah. I just love her. Oh my well, God. yeah, it's cool because that's her first action sequence too. After getting the bionic. True. Mod- modification. True. So she's still. She's like, yeah, okay, I still got it. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then just watching the, watching it fly away. Yeah, it's so weird. Like they make it look so elegant. <sighs> you know what I mean? They make it look so like it glides almost like away. It's kind of cool. It's sly. And it's a nice visual reference to the couple of times we've seen him remembering watching his dad fly away it's kind of right. like the same angle and everything oh oh that yeah. was, oh that's true that's true that was nice yeah uh also i just want to mention that tomorrow morrison has mastered he's he has gone to the school of the slow head turn this is true this is and true. he has his master's degree <laughs> he really does a I don't want to. I don't want to say it's as good as Palps, but it's as good oh, as Palps. Oh, dog! I have to disagree, but okay. <laughs> he is the OG, bro. He is the OG. I know, but when they're in the cockpit of the ship, and he just looks, and they and they go and they take out 
they finally that was very satisfying by the way when they go and they just oh yeah guys that was so good dude yes and afterwards he just slowly turns his head and looks at her and she nods and he's like yeah oh yeah did he he didn't wear his helmet did he no he didn't that felt good yeah yeah no he didn't that's cool that was i yeah that um Taking those guys out felt real good. Honestly, it was kind of sad, but it was also good at the same time. No, sad. I don't know. I don't like They're death. I don't like disgusting. death. Disgusting. Death never makes me happy. Yeah, but they had it coming. I'm just, I'm just an empath more than you. Well, I try to be, but those guys had it coming. <laughs> no, but uh, I thought. Oh, what the heck was I gonna say? Oh, never mind. This is kind of off topic, but. Something that has been distracting me. There is one thing about his performance that does distract me. And I don't know if it is... It it might be on purpose. Maybe this is just... Or or not. Maybe this is just how he delivers his speech. But do you notice that every time he talks, he talks like this. And he always lets out a breath of air after every line. No, I have not noticed that. You are going to notice it now. I'm oh, sorry. thanks a lot. I'm sorry. But it literally, literally every line, <laughs> like, which is kind of cool. And like, maybe, I mean, he's just expressing his exasperation maybe with everything, which is very possible. And it might also just be that that's how he talks, which is like, cool. But I'm wondering, like, if that was a direction, I'm wondering why he's directed to do that every single time, you know? Hmm. I guess I'll have to pay attention. Oh man, it's li- <laughs> and I'm probably gonna be mad at you about it. Oh no, so. I'm honestly surprised you haven't noticed. It's I really haven't noticed. I'm too distracted by His the handsomeness. Existence? I guess. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. I have another question. Okay. This episode has uh, some question marks for me, just plot wise. Yeah. So they. They take out those guys, and then his first order of business, he tells Fennec, is to go back to the Sarlacc pit yeah. to find to see if his armor is still there. Uh, he mentions, that's where I was trapped all those years ago. All those years ago. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that was like two episodes ago, bro. <laughs> and I don't feel like years have passed within the show so what has he been doing has he just been literally riding around on a bantha potentially or was he with or was he with the tuscans for years before they were killed? that's probably what it is but i don't know it just doesn't it's confusing mm. i didn't notice it to be honest it's a timeline thing where i'm like mm, debatable where where were these years? Like, <laughs> fill me in on the years. Yeah. Because I don't get it. Because it's one or the other. Either he spent years with the Tuscans that are we haven't seen, or he's been riding around by himself on a Bantha for years. Sure, yeah. Which seems like that's not likely. So I guess he was with the Tuscans for years. Mm. But also, how does that work? Because <laughs> Are you really the thinking whole about train... Star Wars this heavily right now? Well, yeah, because the timeline, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, if he was with the Tuscans for years, when did the train incident happen? Like, you know what I mean? Mm. It just doesn't, the math isn't mathing so well for me. I'm not sure. <laughs> I realize they have to make up for some time because they, 
you know, within canon, we have this chunk of time that's kind of unaccounted for. So, yeah, true. With, where he's concerned. I mean, hey, if we're talking about a Christ figure, we don't know what Jesus did for the first 30 years of his life. So, like, you know what I'm talking about? I guess that's true. All right. I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there. Like, Isn't that kind of weird, by the way? Don't quite get it. Isn't that kind of weird? It is pretty weird. Why the heck is it like that? Yeah, I don't know. Suspicious. Suspicious. <laughs> it's sus. Yeah, it is sus. It- it's sus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Where was he? <laughs> sus. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, they go back to the Sarlacc pit, which is a just an excuse to have tentacles, honestly, let's yeah. be honest. They just like to have tentacles in, sh- in these shows True. and in Star Wars in general. But what I thought was the kind of funniest about this was it's womb versus womb. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. It's you were probably very, you were probably very floored by that scene. Just how weird it is, and like not expected it was to see the slave. Uh, uh, the fire. The fire spray. Sorry, I've been calling it that my whole life. <laughs> fire spray, up close and personal. <laughs> With, like you maybe would expect a hovering above it, but the fact that it literally like leans in is so weird. It actually is weird. I was like, what is happening? This is so weird. You were probably like, I, mean, I don't know what I'm watching right now. <laughs> well, it was a very weird scene. Yeah. But also, it wasn't. Because if you're looking at it metaphorically, I it is the, it's womb versus womb. Like, which womb is going to win? Which womb is more important? Mm. And obviously, the more important of the two wombs is, the you know... The one he was literally born in, yeah, actually born in and raised in, right, and represents his father and his lineage and Camino and and the clone. Like, I mean, yeah, okay. just the fact that like that scene happened is complete proof that what they are going for is this womb thing. Like that is such proof because that scene was so unnecessary, so unnecessary. Like it really was unnecessary. Yeah, like, like I get that he okay, fine if you want to say that he was so disoriented when he got his armor stolen by the Jawas that he doesn't remember it. Okay. Very feasible. He was obviously messed up. Yeah. For that time period when he was, first came out of there. Again, but, very, very weird context for a sonic bomb to be used. <laughs> I did not expect to see that. <laughs> it was just very weird. No. Yeah. Did not expect to see them face to face like that and for him to blow it up. Like, but again, metaphorically, perfect storytelling. Like, this is, he's, he's basically saying my, that old life that led me to that pit in there, discarded. Yeah, yeah. That's the old me. I'm trying to get back to my roots. I'm trying to get back to my family. Like he doesn't really like obviously consciously say that, know that, but that in the story, that's what's basically what I think is going on. Um, that he's got to get back to his, these, you know, these new, this new tribe, these new families. Great. But you're still not done with your roots, obviously. Cause you keep dreaming about them. Right. Yeah. And we know Omega's out there. So Yeah weird but also 
exactly what he needed to do. He needed to get rid sure. of that old. And also in going around and collecting his heritage, like items, basically his, his um, inheritance mm-hmm. from his dad, the ship, the armor. It makes perfect sense, really. It's so it's so samurai. It's very interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like these these items that ancestral represent. motives, ancestral motifs, yeah. motifs. I should say. Mm-hmm. Also, can I just say how excited I am that I get to write my own rebel theme, my own Luke theme? That's so cool, actually. That is very cool. I was trying to figure out how I could put the Under Regions theme in there, but honestly, it is just not. It's way too pompous and like kind of dramatizing the pomposity. You know what I mean? Like it, like it would be kind of difficult because you would just want to use that for the imperial theme, if anything. But like, eh, it doesn't really work very well. It doesn't really. Yeah, it's way it's too so British. It's way British. too British. Yeah, it's it is. it's so holst. It's I mean, it's so like Sousa March, but Star Wars. Like it's very original trilogy. Um, not even. It's very it's very like concert suite of an original trilogy march. You know what I mean? You know what I love? I love that we are sitting here trying to talk about this episode and your brain is actually sitting there thinking about yeah, composing dude. that music. <laughs> dude, it's literally you have no idea how big this is. How you, really you know don't. someone is a legit <laughs> obsessed with music and you you cannot talk about anything else because in the back of his brain he's composing well no what happened was i heard i thought about sonic bomb and then i heard that and then i was like (laughs) that sounds cool then i thought about what i would be doing for the capstone project with sound and then i thought about the music that's what happened Uh, thank you for (laughs) that and i also said motif stream of consciousness update i also said motif (laughs) so i thought about it that's all uh but that i mean the sonic I know we're not calling it the right thing. It's got a name, the, those little bombs, but I can't ever remember what they're called. Um, I knew the second, like, you knew as soon as they were getting pulled down in there, that's what was going to happen, right? Like, oh, yeah. you saw it coming. Yeah. But then then I was like, oh, my God, we're going to get to see one explode under the underground. That is cool. True. And, yeah, it was... it. The way that I, that ring, I, mm, mm. I can't watch anything without. Yeah, you're you're obsessed. Symbolism and metaphor. I I can't. I get I that. I get anymore. that. There was never there. I will never forget my one in high school, my senior year, my AP literature teacher, and that class was like dedicated to studying like ham- very very iconic masterworks of literature, um, mostly just for metaphor. And she would always say that, like, yeah, I literally can't enjoy any work of art anymore because every time I watch it, I just see, like, all these things. And, I like, I like the whole ignorance is bliss thing just, like, goes out the window when you know and know how to notice all that. Because I mean, you still enjoy it, but it's never new. T- it never surprises you. It's always just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I knew that. Yeah, that was, that was going to happen. And I really feel like I've been approaching that. <laughs> like just like yeah this is like just being able to expect everything i mean i still enjoy watching stuff oh yeah. i just can't yeah. turn that off anymore no no it's it's impossible I can't. so i what i was gonna say is like the the explosion under the sand 
and it cre- you know it created that like circular wave rippling wave effect like again yeah. it's the dune sea it's sand it's water it looks very watery like when ripples go out like that i don't know i just can't not see it sorry uh oh my notes are very sketchy from here on out so i'm gonna have to do this from memory Ooh, <laughs> okay that's never a good thing um yeah honestly the rest of the episode i don't really remember the rest of the episode very well i mean it pretty much ends right there no it doesn't there's a whole more there's a whole nother thing i mean they go back to the place um, oh yeah he heals completely right we know now that he's healed well first of all the line uh next time don't touch my buttons oh yeah they're flirting true, oh my god <laughs> so much flirting oh, here we go here we go mom here we go here we- so so we have a blatant bridal carry and we have a blatant flirting about touching his buttons. Like, come on. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, plus, plus they have a little, um, after they've successfully done all of this, they have a little get together around a campfire Yep. And he basically pledges his life to her. Like he actually says, That's "I true. pledge my life and loyalty to talk her into staying with him." Yeah. And being in his family. Come on, man. Hey, my boy is Come on. My boy is thirsty, bro. I think he's I think he's a little whipped. I'm just saying. <laughs> a little whipped. A little whipped. Um but then he does, you know, we have to have this pretty much every episode a definitive statement of the theme of the show you can only get so far without a tribe uh-huh. i mean yeah that should be the the headline of the show basically yeah there's there's the thing that the mayor said about running a family being more complicated than being a bounty hunter and then this statement of you can only get so far without a tribe right those are that's like if you're making an outline roman numeral one and roman numeral two (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) important statements yeah and yeah it does he wakes up in the back to tank and it is announced a regal moment a regal moment you are fully healed and then because they have to be obvious she says but what about the wounds on the inside yeah yeah <laughs> he's like those take longer yeah we know that's, that's what funny. this is about yeah yeah i'm like you really need to be that on the nose but i mean dude I guess this show people, is so on the nose like in reality it, it is it really really is uh this is this is when they have the little round table with all the oh the yeah. families right uh-huh. oh yeah he i invites, forgot about that he invites them all over for some snacks. <laughs> um, all the other crime lords, you know, he's basically like, listen. Did he get a new the- chef droid? He must have gotten a new chef droid. Well, he must have. Yeah. That was, that was yeah, he must have replaced all this. Maybe he's got like a real human. Mm. That would be something Boba Fett would do. He would, he would have a real human cooking his food. True, true. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's trying to talk all these people into joining him against the pikes because the pikes are no good and they and he's basically saying like whatever like you can trust me or not you don't have to pay 
pay me or anything. I'm just telling you right now, if we don't do something about the pikes, we're all going down. Like, this is not going to go well. They're going to take over. The end. Be smart. And um, I like that the little, that, that they all realize that they're sitting at this table over where the um, rancor lives. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of flexes his rancor muscle for a second. True. And, the, and he's like, no, no, settle down, hun. Settle down, <laughs> you're fine. But just to make you, just to let you guys know, I've got a monster right beneath your feet. <laughs> this whole thing, this whole thing was, again, like they're, they have this, mafia type of gangster. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is totally the Godfather. Yeah. It's totally the heads which of the five is, families or whatever. Which is not <laughs> a good foreshadowing device, if it is being used as such, that it is supposed to resemble the family meeting in the Godfather. That is bad. It should not. Well, <laughs> I'm going to voice my concerns about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, By the way, can we just talk about how great that scene is? In the Godfather, it's pretty great. How, like he gets it's... up and like kisses everyone, and like they get oh, they it's do great. Les bees, mm. and then the ending is like that Italian music playing in the background, and it's just like yeah. massacre, dude. <laughs> you know so what's good. funny? I saw that. You scene know how you, you know how when there's always like things like oh, what was the biggest box office hit the oh. year you were born? Yeah. What won Best Picture the year you were born? Like literally. Nothing else happened in 1972 mm. but The Godfather. Yeah, it's uh, always The Godfather. Yeah. Like, what was the top grossing movie? The Godfather. What were on Best Picture? The Godfather. Yeah. What was the <laughs> most critically... The Godfather. Like, it's so good, dude. <laughs> no other movies came out the year I was born. Just none. It it's is always The Godfather. It is one of the best tragedies in film. If not the best tragedy in film. I would it's say. It's great. No, it's great. I actually consider doing the ending scene for my capstone because you know I, I was thinking I, I know I'm bringing back my capstone a lot. Don't judge me, but um, I was considering like that would be a really good scene for music because it's just a whole music yeah, montage. And, it would be. Um, I don't think there's much dialogue though, except like them praying in the church when it cuts back to that. Oh um, God, this is so oh, yeah, Godfather's good. I haven't seen that in a minute. Yeah, man. I remember um, last time I saw it was when we were doing when we tried to do the top 100 AF. Yeah. AF. I think we watched three. No, we we went way further than that. But no, we did not. Yeah, we did. We watched The Godfather, Casablanca, The Graduate, Casablanca. Casablanca. I think that was it. No. Oh, maybe Citizen, Citizen Kane. Kane. Citizen Kane. We okay, that was four. the first one. And we did then, four. Um. Yeah, it might have been four. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, then he says, you know, I got to go, like, make an appearance, I think, in town. Is that what he says? Is that why he goes to the sanctuary? I forget why he goes to the sanctuary. I, I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. But we get the we get a very, I mean, I like that Wookiee. Yeah, yeah. I like that Wookiee. Okay. That Kersantan. Okay. <laughs> he's my new, he's my new favorite. Sorry, He's your boy. Chewie. He's your boy. Sorry. Do you but like Kersantan? him? Yeah, but is it is the reason you like him because of, like... The whole thing with the reason why you liked Kylo Ren was because it was just like a softy on the inside. No, because I don't think he is. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I think no he's, way. <laughs> I think he's just a killing machine, and I'm yeah. into it. Yeah, that's cool. Plus the design and like the costume. It looks is very good. Incredible. Yeah. The the actor in there is incredible. Yeah. I just love that. I lo- oh, you know what? This happens before the family scene because. 
I think Kersantan is at that meeting. He's like part of the muscle. Oh, already. you're right. Yep, you're right. You're right. Sorry, I'm flipping. Like I said, this That's bad true. when I don't have notes to go by. That is true. Everything, about, but um, still, we need to talk about the scene of the sanctuary because obviously there's a whole thing between Wookiees and and Trandoshans. Mm, yes. Trandoshans are trash, and they enslaved the Wookiees and sold yep. them and whatnot. So Kersantan is just like. I'm gonna kill all of you. Like I don't even care. <laughs> but, but, Madam, what's her name? Garza. Yeah. That scene, Jennifer Beals. Yeah, she did very good. That's that. Oh, I love her. I know she's. I know she's gonna be bad. I know it. Yeah, yeah. But the whole and that's proof of it. Like she can sweet talk anyone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even a, almost a Wookiee that really wanted it and the trandoshan eyeballs i don't know why they're so frigging funny <laughs> there's, there's like <laughs> they're so funny I, whoever they're, they're they're the derp in this episode it is the derp it's the derp <laughs> factor it's the derp factor it's almost taking away from how evil we know they are because they're so derpy now with these eyeballs but the, it's so friggin' funny like when he's holding that one trandoshan up in the air and the eyeballs are just like going back and forth yeah because he's wondering, is he about to be, Is he? does he have a chance here of not having his arms ripped yeah. off? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Don't they grow back their limbs, though? Oh, uh, maybe. I think Transdotion, I think Transdotion. They are tran- lizardy. Tran- whatever, they're, yeah. I think they grow back their limbs. I'm pretty sure that's in the lore. But it, you know, we kind of saw this coming, that he was going to try to adopt him into his family. Yeah. Um, because he let him go, and then he's like, yeah, take it from me. Don't work for scug holes. Yeah. And he knows he needs some muscle. So he's on the team, everybody. He's <laughs> on the team. I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah. So we know we're going to see more, more of him. So he's got his misfit squad. He's got Finnick. He's got the two Gamorreans. He's got the mod squad. He's got his ship back. Yeah. He's got his armor back. He's got Kersantan, and he's got the Rancor. Yeah, true. He's stacked. What? A little bit of a stackage here. What a fam. Yeah, yeah. Um, And the very last thing, after all of those uh, heads of the families or whatever leave, you know, he's talking to... He, he and uh, Fennec are having a, their little meeting after the meeting, and he's like, yeah... She's like, you can't trust these guys. And he's like, yeah, no, but... They're not going to try it's anything. Like, they wouldn't try. The it. enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, basically, yeah. is what he's implying. No, doesn't that, he literally say like they would be? They wouldn't be foolish enough to go against me. He says they wouldn't be foolish enough to think that the Pikes weren't going to take over the whole planet if they allow them to, hmm. which is the truth. Yeah, they can't give them an inch, or they will take over. Yeah, because they're awful. Mm-hmm. And then. We hear in the background, you know, he says we need more muscle. In the background, ha. Huh. Finnick says, background. I know where to look for that. And then you hear. In the background, you say. It's literally it's the not most even in foreground the material in the scene. Uh, true. Uh, we hear the Mandalorian theme. Loud and proud. You're right. It's not even in the background. Yeah. Not even a hint. No. No. It is. He's coming. Yeah. Don't worry. He's coming. Yeah. So my question about that is. If this was the, you know, non-surprise surprise, surprise (laughs) 
What's the real surprise? What's the real surprise? Probably Kira. I'm okay. You think something else is going to happen? Well, I've been saying this whole time. If they don't bring Omega into this, I don't understand the theme of the show. Mm. Like, if they don't actually have his family show up by the end of this little story. Yeah. Or Rex. Somebody. Somebody from his past that he's related to. What's the point? Like, what? What? What's the point? Yeah. Uh, oh man, if Rex showed up, ooh, that'd be good. Because, because then we'd have to see Tamar Morrison engage in the like dialogue, but the monologue, which would be very interesting. Don't you think? Well, here, okay. The second, I'm gonna embarrass myself. The second Fennec mentioned, I know where to look for muscle. Mm. I actually didn't even listen to the music. Oh, okay. Because my immediate thought when she said that was the Bad Batch. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I kind of thought that too. But then I was like, what's this music? Oh. <laughs> what's it's this him. Music? It would have been, cool. been cool if it was the Bad Batch music, though. That would have oh, been cooler. See? That honestly would have been so much cooler, man. Gosh darn it. Again, I have a whole thesis about all of that and my opinion has changed, but, um, yeah, I really, for, for like a split second thought she was talking about the Bad Batch. I got so excited. Yeah. I'm like, if you give me Wrecker in live action, oh, I might pass away. How would they even do that? I mean, I guess they could do the even, Hulk, so. Yeah, I don't know. But see, I think we've talked about this before. Like, how would they do that? Because. I don't know. Then what are you going to do? Are you going to have D. Bradley Baker doing <laughs> Tamora Morrison's voice? Well, that's like what, that uh, makes dude, no sense. No, no. I'd be such a fan if there was a scene with both of them. <laughs> that would be so awesome, dude. Like, don't that even would be so weird. Don't even you don't even need to question it. Just like literally, just let it happen, and it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> literally let it. Happen. No, but that's something. That's something that they should not make. A point of explaining. If they choose to do that, I don't want an explanation. I just want, like, I want to hear his voice and be like, okay, <laughs> let's go, dude. This is going to be so weird. It would, be, it would definitely be weird. Like, I don't know. But that's another reason why I'm like, it's not going to be them. It's going to be you could Omega also, because you could, they don't have to worry about that when it comes to Omega. You could also reason they that can, maybe, like, genetically, because they are mistakes, quote-unquote, you know, that maybe slightly different. That, that maybe their voices got changed, and maybe they could be like, "Yeah, their voices got messed up, so now they're sounding like this dude for some reason." That'd be I guess, funny. but logistically, it would be difficult to bring in any of those bad batch guys because it would. It would. People would be like, "What the heck?" Yeah, it would. Huh? Yeah. How's that work? But with Omega, you can just cast a brand new actress. True. She has her own voice. It's fine. It's fine. That's why I still think I think it's okay. Very possible that it's going to be both of them. That it's going to be Kira and Omega. The Mandalorian and the Bad Batch have not interacted yet, correct? No, okay. I don't know when they would have. Okay. Like assuming the Bad Batch is still alive, let's yeah, say that that's too, true. because that's they were old. They were going through it. I mean, Rex is still alive, so true. I guess they, 
you know, who knows? Maybe that's going to be the thing. Like, Omega's alone because she lost her Bad Batch. They all died. <gasps> Don't even say that, dude. Well, I mean, th- it's very possible that they... Stop it, bro. Sorry. <laughs> all right, here... So, yeah, I here's what I think. I think it's going to be Kira being the big reveal as, like, the person in charge of Crimson Dawn and this whole thing. Okay. And then there's going to be... Because he can't resist having a stinger scene now because he's from the MCU. Uh, we're going to get an Omega stinger scene after the last episode. Because the Bad Batch is coming back on May 4th. So perfect timing. That's Perfect crazy. everything. And then the Mandalorian starts late this year. So it's all, it's all <laughs> fallen into place, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Finnick connects all three. Yeah. That's true. That's true. They just they just better not mess it up. <laughs> Living my best life. Living they better not mess life. it up. They better not mess it up. They have a second okay, chance. Okay, but he, here is here is my little what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about Fennec. Uh yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that earlier, but like I'm concerned about her in two ways. I'm concerned that she's just going to die. Yeah. What you can see and happening. And it's going to leave him needing someone to replace that bond or she's the sunny she's the what oh yeah she's the sunny not sunny not sunny uh the traitor from the godfather what's the brother's name oh my gosh um not sunny sunny's the james con um i don't remember what the hell's his name i don't remember i'm never gonna remember Oh my god! It's the guy. So it's he, he. It's the guy where he's like, "Don't ever go against the family." Well, he's the one that is the traitor, and he has yeah. to kill him because he's a traitor. Yeah, I'm worried about that more than her dying. Actually, okay. I would rather. This is terrible. I would rather her die than be a traitor. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. To her family, her new family. That's fair. That would be rough. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, okay. <sighs> it's fine. You don't you don't seem too concerned. I'm not really concerned. She doesn't give me that vibe. You don't she doesn't give you the vibe that she's going to be a traitor? Yeah, no, she doesn't really give me that vibe. Okay. Oh my god, I can't believe I can't remember. What's the brother's name? I mean, think of it as standard Italian name. <laughs> I am. I'm like Tony? No. <laughs> not Tony. Ricardo, that's, that's Spanish. Not Italian. <laughs> uh. Uh. Vito, no, that's the dad. No. Uh. <laughs> What's this thing? All right, well, we're gonna. I'm gonna look this up before we start recording for chapter five. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that will be the first order of business. Okay. Um. What do we think about him repeatedly saying, "I am Boba Fett"? I think it's stupid. But what dumb. do you think it means? What do you think it means? Maybe that he's struggling with his self-identity and he just has to say it sometimes. It could simply be that, right? Yeah. I suppose, yeah. I feel like it's just, it's kind of like he's saying it so much that it's like he doesn't believe it. Yeah. Anymore, or something like that. That's kind of what it's I'm like saying. It's like he's he's having to assert his identity as Boba Fett because 
he's changing so much. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying. In in all regards, it's kind of the whole like self affirmation kind of thing. And they've made it into a joke too, which is weird. True. Got tissue on the mic. Got the I tissue do, sorry. on the mic. <laughs> I got dri- I got a drippy drippy nose. Um. Okay. Well, I think that's. Really all I had to say. Oh, dang. Okay, we're ending on that note. <laughs> we're ending on that note because I don't have any more notes. <laughs> okay. That's fair. I'm noteless. That's fair. Uh, I mean, we always talk about what the themes were. The themes were always what the theme has been. It's family. It's tribe. It's, you know. I mean, yeah, there's nothing new that's here. That's the deal. There's nothing There's new. really nothing new other than, I mean, this was the title of The Gathering Storm. Yeah. You know, they make it very clear a war is coming. They yeah. make it very clear that Mando's coming. That that uh, that palace is goners, boys. That palace is done, so dog. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's done. I wouldn't be surprised. It's done. Stupidly done. <laughs> well, you're always usually for things getting blown up and destroyed, though. I mean, yeah. As long as it's not your favorite things. Well, we do we. <laughs> We what are you talking about? I liked when Camino got blown up, but you did. I mean, yeah, because it was it's like so such upsetting. a good moment. But I but, mean, it was. It was incredible. But you do but... remember though. Spoiler last alert. episode of the Bad Batch. <laughs> By the way, last episode of the Bad Batch, when they showed you the pictures of like the internal like hallways of Camino, you remember? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They did that at the beginning of this show, so. <gasps> Just they saying. Sure did. I'm telling you it's happening. I am telling you it's happening. And like huge Citizen Kane vibes because it looks very lonely in there. So like I think all signs point to like the thing's gotta go. It's gotta go. And it's also just bad. Like it has bad amen to it. It's like not a good place. Yeah. So yeah, I would not right. care if it got blown up. You're right. But it is gonna happen. Like <laughs> I am manifesting this. It is happening. It makes perfect sense that it would happen because if we're if we're destroying You get a nice you get a nice double sun shot, but like the palace is blowing up, that's good stuff. That's good if, cinema right there. If we're destroying wombs. Yeah. So that we all, all we have left is the original yeah. that connects him to his actual family. You're right. It's, it's gotta, gotta go. go. It's gotta go. I won't be sad. No. You know. Yeah. It's not a big deal. I won't be sad about that. Yeah. All right, well, if you would like to reach out... Oh, do you think... Oh, the last question. Do you think we're going to get Salacious Crumb in this show? <laughs> how how could they not? How could they not? How could they not? They can't resist. Like, come on. That has to happen. <laughs> I've been waiting and waiting. But yeah, man. It hasn't happened yet. I feel like you've waited for that longer than Boba Fett to come back. Well, I I feel like he's like a you know I've always maintained he got out of there just fine, he's gone off he's got himself a wife he had kids they're probably all living in the bowels of the palace somewhere, secretly nobody knows they're there. Oh, you know it'd be super cool actually. What if like there was a actually it wouldn't be cool with the implications of like who would die as a result of this, but the um okay spoiler alert <laughs> again, uh, Game of Thrones the um. When the church gets blown up? Yeah. From, like, the underbelly of it? 
Oh. Yeah, yeah. I could totally see them doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could totally see them doing that. Like luring, entirely. like maybe, maybe Boba doesn't die, but like luring in like all the pikes into the palace and like mm-hmm. setting it alight. That'd be oh sick. man, if that's what they do, I'm going to be disappointed because that's just blatant copying. Yeah, but I mean, it's Star Wars, so. And you, what do you need Mando for, for that? Hmm. If you're just going to lure them there. I don't know. All right. Well, just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah. Oh, God. Now I'm <laughs> going to be worried. That's what they're going to do. Um, <laughs> if you would like to reach out to us on Twitter, we have a Twitter handle at UnknownReachPod. I am never usually using it, though. If you want to reach out to me, I'm at adjacent. Colin is on Instagram at, let's see if I get it right, at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. You say MJ? Isn't it? Colin underscore MJ oh, you kinda, underscore Whitlick. I wonder if that's a southern thing for you. Cause like, cause what like, does it sound like I said? It sounds like you say M- MJ. M, like when you say M. Like you, I hit it with like a MJ? strong E. M. Oh. But no, you hit I it don't. with an M. It's interesting. M. Oh, MJ. It's weird. I never noticed that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, was that right, right though? Yeah, that's right. Also, okay. I was genuinely considering. And we're both on Facebook. Okay, I was gonna. No, I'm yeah. done. No, this is related. I was genuinely considering actually making an Instagram for the podcast. You've said that many times and never do it. So yesterday, I don't you. yesterday I was close, so that means it's getting closer to happening. After <laughs> two years, you're finally like, mm, I'm closer. Yeah. I haven't done it yet, but I'm yeah. closer. Uh, all right. Well. I'm gonna. We're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come right back and record. Just we're talk. Now we're in the future. Um, yeah. We're gonna record chapter five. This is like Boba Fett's flashbacks. Like we just like we're, yeah. we're in a flashback for a second. So this is a whole day of Sunday recording. Whee! Yeah. yeah. Fun times. Uh, so <laughs> hey, Colin. Do, do you even need to say bye? I don't think you need to. Say well, bye. I am just cause. Hey, Colin. Uh, what's up? See you around, kid. Peace. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regions Podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.